welcome back to another episode of the greatest podcast that posts at this exact time of this exact day every week. Oh boy. I always love when Christy introduces the podcast because it's always like such a nice ego boost to both of us. It's great. Yeah, exactly. Thank you for your it's confidence. Like my motto is fake it till you make it. So right. or Absolutely. Reel it till you make it, because I'm not faking that we're the greatest podcast. Oh my okay, god! Sorry, I'm done. Um, Thank it's you. Been a while since we've recorded, it seems like, but also it hasn't because we did that episode. We were just talking about how we were like, oh, we need to talk about our trip, and we realized we recorded we did an, an entire, entire episode about episode. it. And I think that was it just literally four days ago. <laughs> I just I'm not used to recording like not in our normal recording space. Like we were literally in our Airbnb and it was early in the morning on a Monday. So I kind of just like forgot that, that was for the podcast. I figured we were just like sitting around talking about our weekend and I was like, oh yeah, that went on our literal show. Yeah, so. exactly. For everyone to listen to. But we're exactly. back this week with another themed planned out episode. Yes. Hopefully you guys enjoyed. I feel like the last few episodes with the Halloween and like our trip and everything have been more like fun, laid back kind of style, which is always fun. But we wanted to kind of bring it back this week to our roots talking about something that lots of people had opinions on and want to hear about and debate and all that jazz which is working from home versus working in person i feel like it's such a hot topic to debate because people who work from home either are adamantly for it or they're adamantly wishing they had the other people who are in person want to be at home and this is like it's so much of that grass is greener situation so it was actually really good for me just to hear all those different perspectives because you know as someone who is working um in person i just was like oh, i always want to work from home but then hearing people are like no but look at all what you do have you know it's so kind of it's good to kind of refresh that gratitude i guess or the you know realizing that it's never going to be perfect and sort of trying to appreciate where, what you've got and you know all that so definitely so lots of change in the air still things um the dust is still settling from the pandemic so we'll see how things you know shape out from here which we do kind of touch on in the episode is like thinking about the future of work and what things might look like uh you know a year five years the future from now and i just think it's such an interesting conversation so hopefully you all enjoy and until then we have some updates to get to because we didn't really do like life updates in that episode last week we just kind of talked about our specific weekend i don't even know if we had life updates from them but we had so much fun on our trip to nashville and arkansas and seeing our friend's hometown so if you haven't listened to that episode that's where you'll kind of get the whole recap and we were sitting in the same room which totally changes the dynamic of the podcast in the best way um which I still think we do a great job of recording remotely with a lag of us talking over each other sometimes. But it's always great to be in the same room and like, you know, it's just the energy. It was just so fun. And Sophie was with us, who's one of our best friends, who was on the trip with us. So we all recapped it together. But other than that, I mean, I saw Sierra in person literally three days ago and it feels like it's been five years because- That's so crazy. Isn't that weird? I feel like that's the thing of you get used to being apart from people But then once you're back together, you're like reunited and then you leave them again and it's harder because you got used to being around them again. And then it's like, oh, my God, it feels like it's been forever. But it was this week because today's Friday. So I know. Well, we're already talking about our next get together. Like we couldn't leave the airport without trying to plan our next time we're going to see each other because it's really important to us. So won't be won't be too long. So what's happened in your life the last four days, Sierra? What's new? What's the 411? Um, well, I just got back from a wedding, actually, literally this morning. The wedding was last night, and we were staying. It was in Anaheim, so we were staying over at a hotel. Um, Jason was Who in the was group. It? 
Um, it was two friends from uh, Outback where Jason used to work. So oh, okay. um, they both were like server bartenders there. And that's obviously Jason's super close with the groom. And uh, so he was in the groomsman party. And it was down at this venue in Anaheim where actually I had had my Gamma Phi sorority formal was at the same venue. So it was a blast from the past getting to go back and see it again, but this time for a wedding oh, instead of a sorority formal. Yeah. It's just kind of like a, oh, here I am getting older. I remember being here under a very different circumstance last time. Um <laughs> But there was still just as much alcohol. Anyway, how about you? Updates? Can you tell people about your trip, like, in yeah. a broad way? Um, I can. I feel like I can tell it in kind of a specific way. I don't know. I've never okay. – um, this is, like, uncharted territory for me because I have never traveled for work ever, let alone internationally. So this is, like, completely different. And it's also weird because I'm thinking ahead, like, oh, I'm going to want to – I mean, I don't know if I'm going to be vlogging necessarily, but I'm going to want to, like, take Instagram stories and like document where I'm going and stuff but I'm also like going to be with coworkers and like right doing work things you know it's like such a weird territory but yes I am going on a trip this weekend I'm actually going for like 10 days I'm going to be in wow. Europe which I'm yes! so excited I finally got my like I've been dealing with so many paperwork things and like little things and hoops you have to jump through because different countries have different COVID requirements and getting vax cards like transferred to their system blah 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 there's just a lot mm. So um, I finally got my like pass for my first country I'm going to, which is Belgium. I'm going to Brussels for four days, and then I'm going to the Netherlands. So I am traveling wow. for work. I have two separate kind of meetings. We have one set of meetings in Brussels and one set of meetings in the Netherlands, and I'm just so excited because I'm finally going to meet a bunch of coworkers in person that I've only known virtually um, and just, I don't know, it'll be a really cool experience. I just feel so, so grateful. Like with this opportunity, I wouldn't have had it if it weren't for, you know, the jobs that I got rejected from when I was looking for jobs and like the right. ones that I got invested in that I was so excited about that I thought were the right thing. And then mm -hmm. I didn't get it. And I was like, so beat down because of that. But now it's like, I finally got into the place in the arc of that, you know, small subset of my story. That's like, this is why those things didn't work out because I'm so, so happy with where I am now and what I'm doing and like the opportunities that are open to me now that I wouldn't have with the other avenues. So I just, I'm feeling very grateful and I don't know, I'm just in a good place right now. Good. And we had Aww. so much fun. Like it was so good to see you guys in Nashville and Arkansas. And I'm just so excited about everything to come. And I just booked my flight home for Thanksgiving. So I'm excited hey. to see my family and I don't know. I'm just really looking forward to the next month or so. I'm only going to be in New York for like three days out of November. Wow. So it's a lot. But also, you guys, I don't even know if I should go into this because I can't like say anything about it until after. But tomorrow I'm going on my bucket list helicopter ride <gasps> above New York City. Did I not oh tell my, you that? No, I, I don't know. I didn't Ugh. know you. I remember when you booked it because it was like 70% off on the third day of them sending you emails. Yes, exactly. And I booked my actual seat on the helicopter tomorrow afternoon. It's wow. so beautiful this week in New York. It's been so sunny and the fall leaves are out. It's all clear. It's like Aww. chilly. It's so perfect weather. So I'm so excited. And I'm finally going to see the bird's eye view of the city that I've always been. Do you think you're going to cry? Do you think you're going to cry seeing Dude, it? Dude, today I almost cried. I was walking mm -hmm. through Central Park and it was so beautiful and it was just so peaceful in quintessential New York fall. I felt like I was in a Nora Ephron movie, like when Harry met Sally, when yeah. all the leaves are changing and it was just so 
nice. And it I looked beautiful. Oh, it was iconic. Like, this is why I love New York so much. And I'm so excited to see it. And that's why we booked it. We were waiting. Me and my friend have been talking about doing this since summer. But the weather was so, like, gross during the summer. It was so cloudy that we were like, okay, let's wait until later in the fall. And then we're like, we might as well wait until the leaves are out. And then we can see them. And finally, the weather, the leaves, everything aligned. And we're going tomorrow. So very excited. And then I'm flying out the next day. And yeah, so things are good. I'm, yeah, like I said, I feel like I could say this over and over, but I'm just feeling really grateful and I'm in a good spot and I'm trying to like soak in that good feeling because, you know, sometimes the things are going to come and sock you in the face when you least expect it. And you got to like take advantage of the good times while you can. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, I will be living vicariously through you if you post any stories or vlog about it because I can't wait to see it. And I will also be You won't living... be able to get away from my stories. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> I will also be living vicariously through you as you do your Euro tour with your job. I wish you I... could come. I know. Wouldn't that be so fun? I... Be I'll just sneak my way into your hotel and live there while no you're at work no one will know no yes. but i have to i have to get going on my life here and figure out where i'm going next and what's happening and all these all these good things so um yeah i will maybe in the future next year when they send you again in the spring maybe i'll be able to tag along we'll yes, see please we'll we'll make it happen but after anyway. i sell a kidney but it's cool um all the above <laughs> yeah well we're so excited for you guys to listen to this episode we got lots of your um input your stories about you know, working from home and and working in person and all your thoughts. And we love hearing from you guys. So if you want to contribute to future podcast episodes, please follow us on Instagram at fingers crossed pod, or you can always send us an email with either your ideas, feedback, or what have you, at, which is fingers crossed pod at gmail.com. Let's just jump into it. Enjoy the episode, everyone. Today's episode is sponsored by Ana Luisa Jewelry. That is A-N-A-L-U-I-S-A. And I absolutely love not only their jewelry, but also their mission. They have so many great gold pieces that I can layer and stack them. And I do the little huggy hoops on my ears. I've found that even if I'm wearing like a casual t-shirt and jeans, when I wear nice gold jewelry, I find it just like completely elevates my outfits. Another thing I love about Ana Luisa is that they don't mark up the prices like crazy. You can get some amazing pieces that are really high quality that start as low as $39 and go up from that. And they've got some amazing sales, including one that you can use with our discount code, which is if you use the code fingers crossed, you can get 10% off all products. So again, that's Ana Luisa spelled A-N-A-L-U-I-S-A. You can go and get your own Ana Luisa jewelry with our unique link. It is shop.analuisa.com slash fingers crossed. And you can use our code fingers crossed to get 10% off. I absolutely recommend them. My earrings are so cute and you can definitely find something that you will love as well. So check it out. Beautiful, sustainable jewelry. Go to shop.analuisa.com slash fingers crossed and use code fingers crossed. All right, everybody. So today we are talking about working from home versus working in person. It's funny because a couple years ago, this was like barely even a topic of conversation. And then obviously the pandemic completely changed everything. So many things. So we asked you guys for your thoughts on it. And uh, Christy and I have our own opinions on it as well, because Christy has pretty much been fully working from home this entire time and has had two different contracts now that are pretty much all remote. And I've been working fully in person. So 
both definitely we both definitely have some opinions on this and we're excited to talk about it today. I also think it's interesting too because the companies that are now more open to remote work and implementing it in their own, you know, working structures, there's also a lot of pushback from people yeah. who don't want their companies to go remote and are like resistant to that change. And I think it's so interesting just looking at like I feel like this is a very pivotal moment of evolve or die in a sense. Yeah. Of like, are you going to get with the program and adapt to what workers need essentially in this time? Or are you going to be demanding and resistant to change and not adopt? And also, I wanted to say, like, I do want to put this disclaimer that obviously, like, a lot of jobs can't work from home and it is a huge privilege. And, like, I think it's interesting, too, because I read a um, survey that a lot of workers or, like, people who work from home overestimate how much other people do. And people, they would ask people, like, in different jobs socioeconomic brackets etc like how much do you think that people work from home now because of the pandemic and people guessed that it was like half of workers and really it's only like 13 percent because there are so many jobs and like Mm -hmm. in-person things you know working in factories working you know delivering things where you can't work from home so just keep in mind yeah exactly like service industry so much of those people who were on the front lines of the pandemic and things like we're not trying to, you know, discount you and only speak to this experience, but we are speaking to our experience again, as we always do on this podcast. So yeah, um, just want to make note of that, that we totally acknowledge that it is a very huge privilege to be able to work from home that a lot of people don't get. Um, but at the same time, we are focusing on how those jobs are looking differently now and like the future of jobs that can be remote, whether, you know, the companies are implementing it or not and what it looks like and what's more beneficial for the people who are in the jobs and everything and for the companies themselves too. So that's kind of right. what this episode is going to be about. Also um, keep in mind, 13% is still millions of people. Like that's right. still millions of people that this is affecting. And I think a big thing we want to talk about today is also with that resistance, you know, I understand, you know, if you're working in restaurants as I used to, or if you are, you know, working in delivery or healthcare, you know, you're a doctor or a nurse, you know, or you're working, you're teaching, obviously teaching was done remote. We'll we'll get into that in a minute because that was chaotic. But it would actually be so interesting to talk to a teacher. We should have gotten a teacher guest on this podcast because I feel like they had a very unique position to be in of like, I, I don't even, I mean, I know a few teachers, but I'm not that close into that. Like, I don't have kids that are like dealing with the whole, there's a huge drama of parents like arguing fervently against or for you know being in person or remote and all this and it's like teachers are thrown in the middle of that and like being put at risk so I totally understand that that's like a whole challenge in and of itself and especially with like kids that couldn't be vaccinated until recently and all this stuff like there's a really complicated um you know backstory of that I mean I remember no it's okay during the pandemic when I lost both my jobs and it was around December, January, going into 2021, after we'd hit almost the one year mark of the pandemic, I still was unemployed. I was like desperate for to get a job. Um, I had worked at the Christmas tree lot briefly. You remember that. But I was searching like on Indeed and, you know, job searching for all sorts of, you know, what's available and the amount of nanny jobs that popped up, but not as a traditional nanny, but a work from home or a, a, a school from home nanny like teacher Mm -hmm. was so popular. Like I saw so many job postings that were like, we need someone to help our kids with online school. Both of us are working from home. We don't have time to like teach our kid how to use Zoom. Like, can you imagine 
two working parents from home and having a five-year-old that needs to like learn how to do zoom lessons like Mm -hmm. they have no attention span for that anyway there were so many postings for that you know it was very clear that there this was really difficult and you know this was you know you can't just expect a four or five-year-old to just figure out how to do zoom school by themselves like you're they're gonna need a parent to help them and it's just yeah anyway um and also you have to consider that there's just like millions of different lifestyles when you're looking at working from home versus in person. And like for us, you know, we are two mid 20s, don't have kids, like have apartments that, you know, you share with your boyfriend, but like don't have tons of people to consider mm-hmm. when working from, you know, like there's just so many variables. So like there's a lot of experiences that we can't speak to in this. But um, just kind of looking at that dimension of more broadly, like working from home culture and, you know, how we've noticed it in our own lifestyles, like what it's affected versus not or like opportunities that are missed when, you know, you're not in the office and things like that. But there's just so many, so many different jobs. Like we can't just paint a broad stroke paintbrush on this as we're trying to do in this episode. So keep that in mind when you're listening. But there's just, yeah, uh, there's, so, there's left, just <laughs> so many things that like it's brought up in conversation points. And like all of our friends have, you know, very, very jobs and like work in all sorts of industries. Um, but it's, uh, I think when people like a big problem in today's society that we've talked about is, you know, that the nine to five workday is kind of archaic. And it was designed originally for one person to stay home full time and one person mm-hmm. to work nine to five. And so the housework would get done, the cooking would get done, the child care or the pet care, like all of that stuff would get done by one partner and the other partner would work. Now with people working out in the office, having to commute and, you know, traditionally two people gone nine to five every day or, you know, whatever span your eight hour workday is, there's no time to do anything. There is no Mm -hmm. time to cook food, to go to work out, to hang out with friends, to take, you know, spend time with your pets, to clean, like to do life, to do laundry and working from home opened so many doors for people to actually find work-life balance again because you know in those little five ten minute breaks that you would take throughout the day at the office you know going for a short walk grabbing a coffee stretching your legs whatever you can change your laundry you can you know cook some food you know all this is obvious you know we people have but it just I feel like it opened doors for people that were so they're like, how do we have enough hours in the day for this? Like, I've got to live, but I also have to, like, take care of my life. And now it opened this avenue. But at the same time, I think a lot of businesses are resistant to doing that. And maybe they worry that, like, they can't monitor the employees as well. Maybe they worry that productivity will be less. You know, we'll get into some of your guys' responses here in a minute. But I think once people see what's possible, like the when, when employees see what it could be and they like f- see that golden thing of like, oh, I could have better work-life balance. I don't have to commute. I don't have to pay for gas, you know, like all these things. It can feel, go ahead. I was going to say it can feel frustrating if you're on the side where you see people having that and then you you can't, right. can't have it. Right. But- um, not to speak for you, but I do think that you're like putting your own personal thing on that because I think on the flip side, there's a lot of companies that also kind of maybe I've heard of that like exploit that and they're like, oh, now that you're working from home, you have all this extra time. How about we add actually extra hours on because you're not commuting, you can work those hours or they like the lines get blurred for people of, you know, they don't have that 
separation of relaxation time at home anymore because they're always at work. Like they Mm -hmm. live at work now. So then the lines get blurred if it's actually taxing on your mental health because now you're always in your workspace and your brain can't separate that. So there's there's a lot, I feel like, of nuance too of like – You know, I've read some stories. We'll get into the stories too. I feel like we say this on the podcast all the time. We always get ahead of ourselves because we want to like talk about everything at once. But, you know, some people really struggle not being in the office because they miss that like mental health of being around people and like it's actually taxing on them to be at home all the time. So while there are a lot of advantages, we're going to kind of break down the differences and how, you know, it affects people differently, like what people need um, for their own personal, you know, work-life balance and how it might be an advantage to one person to not commute, but it might actually be taxing on another. So everyone has different experiences. And um, that's why we kind of wanted to bring this episode together to share some of ours, some of our listeners and just kind of discuss like the whole concept of working from home versus in person and like how that might look in the future of work, et cetera. Um, so shall we get into some of said polls and then we can kind of t- share our experience along the way? Yeah, let's also. let's bring up those polls. I'm doing it right now. Pulling up that archive on our Instagram, which is at Fingers Crossed Pod. If you're not already following, you should go do that now you absolutely should this is your time we're giving you time in this episode absolutely <laughs> pull it up. you're welcome so first thing we just did a simple poll we said off the bat which do you prefer given the choice if hybrid was out of the question working from home or in person and it's more evenly split than i was expecting i was expecting work from home to be like way way more but then again i'm also have my own personal biases in here because yeah. you know i have been in person and i've been getting that social interaction but thinking on the flip side when i was home and before i started working i was isolated and miserable Dying to be yeah. yeah not that living with jason was not great and like but it's only one person and one person is not yeah, enough different. to stimulate every social aspect of your needs you know right I definitely think the grass is always greener, I think we always say. Right. And like someone – how we talked about briefly in that intro when we decided to do this episode where it was like me who had been just working from home for so long, I was like craving that, you know, difference, that ability to be in person, the perks of, you know, what comes with being in the office. Whereas Sierra, who had been in person the whole time, like we've mentioned, like you're you're seeing it from the other perspective of like, oh, what they have is so much better. And I'd be happier if I was being able to work from home and all this stuff. Like, I think it is just like a everyone has their own perception of Of like what they'd be happier with, too. I think that that being said, I think hybrid is the solution to everyone's problems. I literally think I think everyone pretty much agrees. Not everyone, but that's And also, again, not every job has the ability of being hybrid. But at the same time, those jobs are based on in-person work. I think the irritation comes from when your work can be performed from home. It does not require at all being in the office or around people. And you're still forced to be there. I think that's where that major irritation comes from. Because if someone's like, when I was working serving in restaurants, and I would never be like, I should be able to serve from home. It's like, yeah, well, yeah. obviously you totally. can't. Um, anyway, we didn't actually read the numbers. We keep getting sidetracked. 57% of people said they would rather work from home. 43% said in person. Yeah. I mean, I guess... Yeah, I don't know. I I think that kind of lines up with what I expected. I did think it'd be maybe more like two-thirds work from home, but again... Maybe it depends on like what people are doing. But also keep in um, mind our audience is mostly female ages like 22 20s. to 30. Like that's our main demographic here. So this is not a sample of the entire, you know, 
population, obviously, <laughs> but based on people more similar to us who, you know, follow our podcast, that that's the the demographic we're reaching here. Definitely. So then we'll do the next one. Um, I think this would kind of like getting into the hybrid conversation. We asked, what's your ideal working situation, either fully remote, fully in person or hybrid that's mostly at home or hybrid mostly in person? And this one pretty much lined up with what I expected. Yeah. Because this is my ideal also. Because it was like overwhelmingly people said hybrid mostly at home. Mm -hmm. And for me, that's like three out of five days I'd be at home. Or four. Like mm -hmm. I, I think in my ideal world, I would go into the office once or twice a week. Yeah. And that's what I've been doing since I started going into the office a few weeks ago. And it's been great for me because it reminded me you know how much i was craving going into the office it reminded me just like the little things do add up and they get annoying just like packing lunch and carrying a heavy backpack with my gym clothes like those stupid things that don't really matter in the grand scheme i, I just remembered like how nice it is to be at home at the same time so i feel like it is good to go in a couple days but to mostly be at home so that's like my ideal and most of yours according to this poll <laughs> i mean it's so crazy like just thinking about i got to work from home a couple days and i'm fully in person but on the days when i go to the office i have to get up between 6 45 and 7 on the days when i work from home i can get up at 8 50 like mm -hmm. think about that difference in sleep that's a lot <laughs> right or just like productivity in other ways like you can have more time for yourself even if it's sleep even if it's going to the gym before you mm -hmm. you know start work if it's getting outside being able to go for a walk yeah and enjoy your time meditate like so many things that you could do with that time um truly but um after that the next most popular was the other hybrid option which was mostly in person so that would be like at least three days of the week in the office mm -hmm. which i think makes a lot of sense too because especially people who really thrive on that socialization or don't have the best uh, conducive environment at home to work like I think that is a great option right to be able to go in as much as you want um so yeah ideally it's like you can choose what works for you and I think the companies that are embracing that and letting employees like choose what days they go in and things are the most ideal and you know again not everyone gets that opportunity but I think that is like the key to employee yeah. success too because it's like if people are able to shape you know people know themselves ideally you know hopefully people have the self-awareness to know where they work best what is best for their mental health what's a good balance of the kind of work that makes them a productive worker but also enables them to be a normal functioning human at the same time and isn't running them into the ground you know right Exactly. Yeah. And then the third most popular was uh, fully remote with the fourth lagging behind being fully in person. Which is exactly how I expected that's, this Me too. To yeah, completely. <laughs> because that's how I would rank them too, I think. Would you rank them differently? No, I think I would do the exact same. Yeah, it, yeah. it definitely was pretty much exactly how I predicted so the next thing we asked, we did a question box response. We said, um, if you started working from home in recent years, what did you miss most about being in person slash what are the perks of being in the office? We got some quick responses for you guys. This probably is going to be the same for most people. I'm just guessing, but maybe not. Yeah, we'll see if I need to jump out. Someone says, as an extrovert, I needed the social interaction and also you avoid unnecessary emails. Oh, I guess if you could like be in person, just like go, go to someone's, someone's desk. desk kind of thing, yeah, right? that's well, that's what Slack is for, in my opinion, is, you know, you just mm -hmm. send message, but maybe Should not everybody message. has that. Oh, yeah. This one says free food, snacks, coffee. I will say at my job, we do have our 
uh, CEO is really, really nice. And we have a kitchen stocked with coffee, tea, cup of noodles, oatmeal, snacks, LaCroix. I mean, there's like everything, honey roasted nuts from Costco that I literally eat every single morning. Um, (laughs) They're really good. So that is really nice. And it's nice if I am hungry or I forget breakfast, I can grab something. Right. Definitely. This says, if you hate your job, you'll not have that negative energy at home. So again, it's Mm. like separating that mental space work and home and like relaxation like I think that is a huge challenge and especially if you're in you know a shoebox apartment in in a city where you don't get to like have an office room right you're just like everything's in one room if you have that energy especially you have like a negative association with work or like it brings you a lot of stress it's really hard to turn that off Mm -hmm. and I've always thought that I've always been a huge advocate of like having separate spaces for things but in remote work or in the pandemic especially like you don't always get that choice and it's just everything's in one spot and that really does like if you're someone who has a hard time separating it especially right I mean for anyone it would be a problem but like that does weigh on you especially day after day of being in that space and like no that does make sense your laptop and you're like still feeling stressed because you're in the same place like it's such your brain really does associate locations with feelings too yeah so that makes just brain it doesn't make yeah like you can walk away from an office and be like okay end of the work day and just disassociate a little bit but it's much harder to do that working from home yeah for sure. that makes sense uh some says grabbing coffee with coworkers and chatting about work and our day yeah so just that social interaction for sure yeah and honestly like i got to know my boss of being one day in person like 10 times more than being like the month leading up to working remotely and like yeah we would chit chat like before meetings or like getting to know each other in bilateral meetings and stuff remotely but still like just the I don't know the small interactions the water cooler talk whatever Mm -hmm. um you just get such a better connection I feel like with people in person um so that's really yeah that's definitely not very replaceable remotely one of our I mean people try they do like virtual happy hours and stuff but I just feel like it's never really the same in my I mean I haven't had that much experience with it I will say one of our listeners said she said that uh it's different when you started in person and you got to form these bonds and connections with people in person and then you went remote the relationship Mm -hmm. survives better because you met in person you know them in person and then you're just like kind of doing it virtually with those connections that that is much more social and feels more agreeable than if you met people virtually it's a lot harder to like actually form those connections because you don't have that reference of that in-person connection that you once had right and even like i think similar scale of what I just said so this might be repetitive but on an even bigger scale of that of like I had an entire contract for several months um that was fully remote um earlier this year and then I just went to one happy hour a couple weeks ago where I met those co-workers that I had never met in person and even those conversations of like an hour at a happy hour I felt like so much more connected to mm-hmm. them than I did of working remotely. Yeah. So it's just so interesting. And I'm actually really looking forward. I'll keep you guys updated um, once I come back from this trip. But I am officially going on a work trip in Europe in a couple weeks. Yay! And I'm going to meet like pretty much all my other coworkers that I've only met virtually so far. 
um, and meet them in person and like have social, you know, time with them and stuff. So it's going to be really interesting. I feel like I uh, kind of that like live... reverse experiment. I like can't imagine yeah. going like overseas right now. I mean, obviously things are getting much yeah. better, but I still like I've, going overseas feels so foreign to me right now. Like it just literally the thought is. of it. Like I'm so excited <laughs> for you. I will be living vicariously through you. It's not too late to pack me in your suitcase. Dot dot dot. Um, oh yeah, I'll be facetiming you probably um, annoying you because I'm gonna. I think quarantine for a couple of days to oh, like, good. Get a test to go into I'm flying into Belgium first and they have different rules of from the other country I'm going to so it's like I don't know it's a whole thing but, yeah um it's definitely like there's hoops you have to jump through to make it happen right now because it is like the U.S. is a very high risk country right now yeah um for people going from the U.S. to Europe so it's like you know even if you're vaccinated you quarantine you test and then on top of that to like get into restaurants and everything like you have to test every day to like get a pass that expires every 24 hours wow to, like, get into the public places yeah so it's gonna be an ordeal <laughs> back to the responses yeah so someone says i'm more accountable for my work than i am at home which i think that's such an interesting discussion and maybe it is just like a person-to-person thing but we do have an article that we'll touch on later that talks about you know kind of like the biases of why people think that you know productivity especially people at the top of companies who are like workers will only be productive if they're in our offices blah 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 how that's really not the case like a lot of people because as i was saying before how i got to know my boss so much more in that one day like we also are so chatty that we spent so much time just talking and like not working and if i was at home i would have gotten that work done in half that time that we were talking you know Mm -hmm. so i feel like it's also it's like a double-edged sword because it's like, yeah, you're more accountable to everyone can see what's on your screen when you're in the office, but then you get distracted talking to coworkers, like, you know, I don't know, little things like that. When you're at home on, like you hang up your call, you get your shit done. Sure. You might get distracted here and there, but I feel like it's different. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's hard to describe, but again, it's probably a different person to person too. Like if you hate all your coworkers and you're in the office, like maybe that you do get more done, but well, also um, I feel like I there's know. maybe there's motivation too because if you're in the office and you get all your work done for the day and you're like ahead and it's great, you're still in the office. You know, it's yeah. not like you can just dip out early. I mean, maybe some people can, but yeah, not- you're not gonna like turn on Netflix. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but like, say at home and you really work super hard and you get really ahead and you get everything done for the day. Who's to say you can't? You know, take take a little extra time for yourself. That's that's all. I mean, I don't think that's unethical. <laughs> yeah um again it's like it's it's weird lines that get blurred i think yeah in that where it's like yeah you got all your work done but like now what kind of thing i don't know it's tough um, i mean i know many 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 people who have had let's say maybe two hours of work to do in a day and they're working from home and mm-hmm. They take the time and get other projects done, but there's literally nothing else they could be doing. Otherwise, they would right. literally be sitting in their office pretending to look at email when they're actually searching online shopping. Like, No, but that's the thing that so many people wrote in about, too, is like they had so much downtime at the office. It's just wasted because they couldn't go anywhere or do anything. And they had to just have their ass in the chair, even though they got all their day's work done exactly. in the first two hours. Like exactly. you said. So that's why I'm a yeah, huge advocate tough. for the six hour work day. I will. That's a hill I will die on because I'm like yeah. people like would be so much more motivated. They would get more time to themselves. And I mm-hmm. guarantee the same amount of work would get done. Guarantee. 
Yeah, because that's what, like, three hours of meetings, three hours of, like, focused work, and then that's all you need. Yeah, honestly. exactly. Also, I mean, by California Depending law, you if you work a six-hour shift and you clock out right at six hours, you don't have to take a lunch based on the law. So you could just come in, mm. work your six hours, go home. Interesting. So. Yeah, that definitely depends. But definitely, I think, like, a lot of jobs could be done in a lot less time than are designated for the work hours. I so. love this response. The person says, free coffee, and that's it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Amen. Amen. Uh, uh, this one says, to hear all the gossip. LOL. Yeah, having a reason to go outside instead of being cooped up, I think that's a huge thing. Like, yeah. I think it's so good for your mental health, too, to, you know, you know, get dressed up, like, take care of yourself, go out, see the world, even if it's annoying commute that you, like, you know, step in trash accidentally and, like, get irritated because the train's late. Like, I think it also, there is something to be said of, like, putting yourself in a different environment and, like, being around people and having that interaction with, like, someone you're buying your coffee from on the way to the office or, like, saying hi to your doorman of your building, of your office. You know, little interactions like that I do think add up a lot. Yeah. And, like, I think it is good for you because I've been in that position where I've had multiple days in a row where I've just like cooped up in my apartment mm -hmm. and not going anywhere. And it's just like drives you crazy, essentially. While it is nice to be able to like do everything from home, it's also like a blessing and a curse, I feel like. Yeah, so. it is. I, I hear that. And the more that I'm reading this, the more I'm realizing like maybe honestly, if it were flipped, I wouldn't want to work from home. Like, exactly. like, fully, it is. like the grass maybe... is always greener on the other side. Yeah, I think it's just that I, I, you know, the commute is tiring. The long hours are tiring. And like that's but that's every single person. This and is why hybrid is ideal. I really think it is because I'm reading some of these in these responses that are like, you know, getting to find finally wear my cute clothes no one's gonna dress like dress up you're gonna wear sweatpants like you're not gonna unless you're on a zoom call where you have to look nice like it's rare that you're gonna you know like dress up and like do your makeup just to like work from home you know mm -hmm. so people are saying you know being able to do that and get dressed up this one person said working in the downtown part of a small cute city and getting to like get downtown and like i do, yeah i, see, I do agree like going somewhere else like i think about you know going into like i do you know sometimes i'll, I'll, I'll dress nice you know I always do like my hair and makeup because I do so much on camera stuff and you know mm -hmm. put on an outfit go downtown and while the commute does drive me crazy at the same time like I do like being able to see and people watch as I'm driving and like see what's going on and then get to work and you know be dressed just remember that you're like a part of a society literally you know, a yeah, bunch like, of people I am, on their own paths you know yeah. and not just like alone in your apartment like eating sleeping and working yeah like there's more to life kind of reminders I think are good too and we forget that like we we are so rooted in our routines of like getting used to being annoyed at the commute and like looking at the negatives and being tired of doing the same thing every day like we forget that the little things that we get on those work days too where we are out in the world like really do you know mm -hmm. maybe add to your life in ways that you don't realize yeah I like this response someone said every day looks a little bit different which is mm -hmm. which I, I feel like that the variety is like what exactly. say variety is the spice of life. Someone says structure, which I think is good to note because mm -hmm. a lot of people do struggle with not having structure, like implementing it in their own lives and work and everything. Like if you're a procrastinator by nature, it's much easier to do that at home or like I don't know. I think that some people again, just depends on your personality, but some people need that implemented structure in their lives of like being in the office and having that, you know, schedule leave the office at this time kind of thing mm -hmm. and some people don't but if you are someone who needs that and 
definitely a perk. Yeah. I I just want to reiterate that we do have a lot of the same responses. And I think that just goes to show that no matter what you're feeling, if you're struggling with working from home or struggling with only being forced to work in the office when you could do it at home, either way, like there's tons of people that feel the same as you. Yeah. And like the amount of responses that are similar between our listeners, like just reiterates that you're not alone in whatever you're feeling. And that no way is the right way. If you like are super introverted Mm -hmm. and you do not want to go in person, that's valid. And if you are super extroverted and you like hate being at home all day, that's also just as valid, you know? I think it needs to be a better dialogue between like employers and employees, you know, finding out like what, what are people's strengths? You know, maybe there are some people that are not doing as well because they can't come in somewhere and some people who are struggling having to come in person every day, or what if someone's a working parent, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? It's just like, I think it needs to be a better conversation you know, and, and caring more, like how the company will function better when people's needs are, are taken care of and when they feel heard and respected and cared about. You know what I mean? Like that people For are going to sure. want to work harder. And if you play to people's strengths, then they're going to do better at that job. You know, so I just think it, and they'll it, be more motivated. It's not one yeah. size fits all. And maybe that's what this is going to start. You know, people are going to start recognizing that maybe it can be you know, malleable. Maybe it can be hybrid. Maybe, you know, people can, it can be more flexible. It doesn't have to be what it's always been for the last 50 years. Mm -hmm, Definitely. Okay. So on the flip side of that, we're going to read through some of your responses to what you miss from working from home if you're in person or just like what are the perks of working from home um, instead of going to the office. Okay. This says the relaxed dress code, the ability to listen to music and podcasts while I work, which is fair but also when i was in the office like i was listening to podcasts in my earphones if i was doing something that didn't require like brain power you know if you're doing those repetitive tasks sometimes in your work that come up Mm -hmm. i would listen to podcasts and i think a lot of people do that in the office too yeah maybe Um, it depends on maybe her environment you are supposed to be fully yeah ear free do people listen to headphones in your office they do yeah you totally can says pajamas all day more time for self less time spent commuting Amen. Definitely makes that sense. That is a huge one that a lot of people feel. Yeah. Sleeping during lunchtime, saving money and no traffic. That's so funny. I forgot that a lot of people take like midday naps. <laughs> oh, yeah. Jason d- d- loves midday naps. They're like one of his favorite things. And he uh, worked from home. Yeah, he normally he's fully in person, but he was able to work from home yesterday for a special allowance. And uh, I was like, yeah, if you just like make your food and eat at your like yes. uh, we make food in our kitchen, and then just eat like at the table while you're working then on your lunch he has to take an hour for lunch you can literally conk out for an hour yeah that's true you can do whatever you want you could like go on a run actually i do love that like having the ability to work out in the middle of the work day Mm -hmm. at home like you could do that if you were in the office i had a boss that used to do that um and she would like go to a workout class shower come back in her lunch hour and i'm just like that's exhausting and also bringing that stuff is annoying like i couldn't do it personally i hate packing i like sleepover when i'm going to work like i would hate that like having to bring all that stuff with me Mm -hmm. so yeah yeah two people in a row said the flexibility makes sense making lunch in my kitchen and sleeping in oh my gosh i would love being able to like not pack a lunch have your kitchen being able to cook food for myself in my kitchen also then you save so much money too because if you forget food guess what you're buying it well this one's interesting this one says not feeling watched all the time i always feel like somebody's somebody's watching me it's so funny when I hear that song, I always think back to our Halloween episode last or not Halloween episode. I think it was a work episode last year where that lady wrote in about oh, yes. her cat and she would sing it and someone on the Zoom heard it. Um, but that's actually a viral TikTok song now. That, yeah. Funny. 
but I always think of that lady and her cat. Anyway, um, yes, that's a good point. It's kind of like that pressure, like you're always on in the office, you know? Yeah. Whereas like when I'm working from home, I hang up a call, I'll start like singing a TikTok song out loud or just like who the fuck knows what I'm doing. But, you know, being in the office, you're always a little bit, even if you're not consciously like, I need to look the most professional and like I'm doing important things. You are always like feeling like you're around. You know what I mean? I think that's a valid point. Unless you're this girl. I'm going to bump in real quick and read a DM that shocked me to my core um, involving being watched while working from home. No, I don't like where this is going. Um, (laughs) She said, I worked in a political recruiting position for the fall of 2020 election cycle, and they brought me back for the runoff elections in Georgia in January. The team was completely different, and the lead was not my favorite person in general, but a requirement of the position was to have your camera on at all times during the workday. Even at lunch, we had to mute and turn off the cameras, but not leave the meeting. It was supposed to allow us to have access to the whole team for any questions or problems that arise, end quote. But the only thing that it did was make me and my roommate feel incredibly uncomfortable in our apartment and in our space for the whole time I was working there. We worked 10 hours a day, six days a week, and and I noticed it affected me severely in the ways I could relax and generally exist in my downtime, and I was having big brother-type nightmares. My God. After my contract was up, I left the company and do not ever plan on going back, even though they have made offers since. Can you believe that? I read that, and I like, it sounded like an episode of Black Mirror. You know where you yeah. have to like turn your in that one episode where you can't turn your face away from the I've screen. I've never watched Black Mirror. Okay, well anyway, it's like this dystopian episode. Yes, obviously. I understand the concept. <laughs> but like, can you imagine like so the, you're supposed to like just be looking at your computer screen the whole day? Yeah. So like you thing. can't you know, get up to check your laundry, God forbid, or like you know say you're like knitting at your desk or anything else you do while working from home. It's literally like there's. Do you have to like poop? They're spying on you. <laughs> also, like during your oh lunch that you can't leave the meeting. Like, yeah, that's that's insane because also it's like in I feel like in a regular job, if you get a lunch, you're allowed to like leave the office to like go, you know, walk down. She said she could turn off her camera and mute. So like she could just leave the building and no one would know Elvis has left the Zoom meeting. That's true. (laughs) Depending on what kind of meeting it is, don't don't you have to sometimes like touch the trackpad to like show that you're active and stuff like that? Uh, Not like on a Zoom. I don't know. I mean, I just can't imagine that because I sometimes have gotten to the point where like I get annoyed sometimes if I have to have my camera on for too long in a meeting. Because like, what do you have? You just have to like sneeze or something or like you just want to relax for a minute and just listen to the presentation. Yeah, instead of like like sitting upright and like having a nice perky, you just want to like kind of like sit and veg and like, you know. Not yeah, because look- you don't need to be seen the whole time. But I cannot imagine having an entire workday where you're forced to ten be ten hour like, day on camera. That's yeah, like that's really rough. I, if someone out there is doing that, I feel for I, you. I literally like, I hadn't heard that before. It feels insanely invasive. Like, is that even legal? Yeah. Also, imagine being their roommate. Imagine being their roommate, and you're like in a small yeah, apartment, like and you like you can't walk behind their camera in like your underwear or like shorts or like any if you don't feel comfortable with that, like. Or constantly mm-hmm. being aware that you're not wa- – ah, God. That's just – oh, man. It's just like it, it shakes me up. That's super – so, yeah, that would definitely be um, not an advantage of, of no, working from boy, home. No, <laughs> But, again, like it's – when you're in the office, too, it's not like you're staring at each other face-to-face all day. Like that's mm-hmm. even worse than being in the office. Yeah, no, that's <sighs> crazy. But, again, I feel like so many companies are – 
like trying so hard to like force certain cultures and force what they want their workplace to be like and like force these things that aren't necessary you know with that watching everyone all day kind of thing like yeah. you don't need that to be able to talk to your coworkers. like you can ping them on slack you can have a quick call with them and still have like access to one another and interact but like you don't need to be watching each other for that no i also think that like forcing people to be in person every day when you when their job doesn't require it like when right you, that's a whole thing we haven't even touched like on that to like me, that's where this frustration it is, really think, irritates me because i'm like if you're spending your entire day on your computer you are not in a social position say you're doing something like um you know graphic design or uh website development or like something that's like literally completely a computer position yeah it's like if that person would like the flexibility of working from home, like I just I I I struggle to It baffles me. Yeah. And I again I, I know there's always two sides of every story, but at the same time, I think something that would be so brilliant is if every company could allow people like flexible work from home days that like maybe it's not like a constant, you know, where okay, you get the same day off every week, but like maybe you get one day a week that's a work from home day and you can choose what day it is. And that way mm -hmm. if you've got a doctor's appointment, you know, or things that you can be more flexible. Right. Or if they really do value that being in person time and collaboration and they think that's imperative for their office, why don't you just have two days a week, Tuesdays and Thursdays, everyone's in the office together. You can have all those like all company meetings. You can have that face-to-face -face collaboration, but you still give your employees the rest of the three days to decide what they want to do. If they want to come in, they can. If they want to stay home, they can. Mm -hmm. Like it's as simple as that. Like even just one day of collaboration or like you said, even just having one day where they could choose to work from home if they wanted to, like that would make all the difference. It's just the like feeling of obligation, I think, mm -hmm. when it's not necessary. That's where people get frustrated. And I can imagine that could be very taxing because you're like, I don't feel heard. I don't feel like my needs are being met with this job when I could be doing it at home. Like it's a different story when you're, you know, annoyed because you have to go in person, but your work requires it. But like, right. When it's something where it's like, I could have been at home and no one would have noticed, like, come on. Completely. So this person said, I'm disabled. And if I'm feeling sore, I can still work if I want to without the pressure of travel. See, to me, that mm -hmm. just doesn't feel fair that like, you know, obviously working right. from Everyone home has is probably a better situation for her. You know, that, right. that just like, I feel like it needs to be such a better conversation of like, what's going to help out the employee, employee, not just the employer. Mm -hmm. Someone just says no bra. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't tweet. that the truth. Oh my God. Yes. Dog cuddles. Everyone loves being around their pets. Yeah. And like, well, that is actually a struggle too, too, because a lot of people like their pets became too dependent on them being home all the time. Literally. And then they started going into work. Yeah. And then it would like mess with the dog or whatever, because they're so used to always having you around. Um, and I can't speak from experience because I don't have a pet, but you I've heard a lot of stories of people. Yeah, that's true. That's but he's pet. been fine in this. He's been literally sitting in this bag the entire time. He and didn't even know that I existed. Attachment so. issues. <laughs> no, I love on days where either Jason or I get to be from home for some reason because uh, Violet has someone to be with. Our little kitty. Mm -hmm. She's so attached. I know they say cats are solitary creatures and they're fine being alone. And like she, she does fine, but she loves being around people. And mm -hmm. when Jason worked from home yesterday, he literally sat on the couch with his laptop and Violet laid in his lap. And then he took a picture like from his perspective of like her little head. And she loves to watch the mouse and stuff as it moves on the mm -hmm. computer. So she's like engaged and watching as he's like doing work on his computer. And it's so cute. Wait, that literally happened um, last week in a meeting that we had one of my co 
coworkers in this like weekly meeting. His, it's just like a running joke that his dog is always just like part of the meeting somehow. Mm-hmm. And like it, it was just like at one point, everyone on the screen had their pets like in their laps and everyone like knows each other's pets and stuff. And it's actually really cute. And like someone said to picture of their cat like next to their keyboard or something, you yeah. know, like little things like that that just like humanize your coworkers a little bit in a way that if you haven't met them in person and things like and having the pets for yourself like you said like having that I don't know I think that's such a perk yeah absolutely I wish I could have my little kitty with me at work oh mm-hmm. she'd hate it though <laughs> this person said the difference in getting up at 645 versus 859 that is highly, literally you. highly relatable <laughs> oh so it says listening to podcasts all day aka yours oh nice okay yeah i feel like we've got most of the gist of what people um like about working from home and i think it kind of speaks for itself in a lot of ways um but we do want to read some longer dms too about stories from you all about working from home versus being in the office and like what kind of like crazy work environments they found themselves in or maybe situations that you could all learn from too Mm -hmm. so should we jump to DMs? Anything else you want to mention on these? I'll just read through. Yeah, a lot of people saying, yeah, making food. A lot of people saying comfy pants. Comfy pajamas, <laughs> making food when you want. Um, interesting. Uh, Jason says yeah. the amount of time it takes to get ready and drive to work <laughs> should be paid. Well, that's how I feel because I have an on-camera position. I've started like bringing my makeup and doing it at work on company time because I'm like, if I'm doing my makeup and hair for like a short for work, yeah. for work technically this should be paid time i mean when i got ready at disney anything related to your appearance was all on the clock like you mm-hmm. weren't supposed to start getting part ready. of the role yeah, yeah it's part of that's it's required true. so yeah and if they're not going to pay you to get ready then why expect you to look nice i'll roll up looking like <laughs> trash fire yeah. um I know that's such an interesting concept too to think about like commuting time being paid because I think that's such a thing that's like people should push for these things because then if your you know bosses are being very unrealistic with what they're demanding from you in a pandemic in extenuating circumstances in a role where you don't need to be there then you can I feel like you could be able to bargain with them and be like okay if you want me in this office every day you should pay me to drive an hour to get here I think that's a fair trade honestly. I agree and if they don't think that's fair then you, they should let you work from home. That's my hot take. I like, totally agree. If your job could be performed remotely 1000%, you should get a gas. If they want you, yeah. You should get a gas stipend or some yeah. kind of a, you know, gas paid for, mileage paid for, because it's like not everyone can, especially in like LA or New York or like these big cities where like living in the city or in town is so insanely expensive. A lot of people Mm. have to live on the outskirts. Like I live far from work where it's more affordable. A lot of my coworkers live, no one really lives close except, you know, a couple of people, but most everybody lives far because you Uh you commute into the city to work. And I mean, it's, it's, it's a long and expensive ordeal. Gas is $5. I said that last episode, but I mean, it's, it's pretty bad. Okay. So I did want to share a few statistics of this article that kind of look at, you know, what's the reality of productivity in the office versus being at home? Because I feel like that's a lot of the debate around this in that, you know, employers and employees, I feel like often have different ideas or like sometimes employers are just out of touch of like what the employees really need to be productive or like, You know, it's just like a whole question around this. Like, do you actually need to be in the office to be productive? Which is a whole conversation that we've been having in this episode. So 
this uh, article is from Apollo Technical, and they looked at actual surveys, data of workers. This looked at performance that can increase up to 13% by working from home. So people can actually be more productive working from home. And honestly, I feel like it might even be a question of like, you're just less tired Mm -hmm. because you're not waking up early to like go to work and then get home late and then trying to work out and balancing all these things. Like you're probably getting more sleep maybe working from home and that can increase that can increase your productivity so like let's look at this it says a study by stanford of sixteen thousand workers over nine months found that working from home increases productivity by 13 percent this increase in performance was due to more calls per minute attributed to a quieter more convenient working environment and working more minutes per shift because of fewer breaks or sick days interesting hmm. in the same study The workers also reported improved work satisfaction and attrition rates were cut by 50%. Working remotely can increase productivity up to 77%, this says. Hmm. 77% of those who work remotely at least a few times per month show increased productivity with 30% doing more work in less time and 24% doing more work in the same period of time. Again, I feel like it's that motivation. Like, again, if you get your mm -hmm. stuff done in your own hours, then you have more hours to, like do things yourself because you know people can say oh we're motivated by you know the the company doing well or we're motivated by our numbers going up but like in reality people are motivated out of touch it is people are motivated by what's going to help their life be easier and if you're Mm. home and you know that if you bust your ass and you get all your stuff done by 3 p.m and then you can go make your doctor's appointment that you scheduled it's like you know People are going to be motivated to do that to make their lives easier. So I just, yeah, I think it's out of touch to think that like, oh, people are going to be more motivated because they want the company to do better. It's like, yes, you can care about your uh, job and you can care about doing your work well. But I also think you have to realize that first, before they're employees, people are human beings. Totally. That's a huge thing that I think is this is like what's driven a lot of this conversation up is like this has become such a hot topic in this pandemic has especially exposed employers that don't treat employees as that or like Mm -hmm. don't consider their own needs as people. This article says that not having a commute means you have more time for activities such as raising backyard chickens. Well, that's definitely what I'm going to do in my spare time. (laughs) Oh my God. Jason has actually told me how much he would love to have chickens. Whenever we get a house with a yard someday, he really wants to have chickens. Oh my God. I can't wait to visit them. Can I name one? Sure. (laughs) Okay, great. Okay, yeah. So I guess that's essentially what I wanted to say is that a lot of places, like a huge argument is that, you know, the employers don't want to lose productivity by having people work from home. And that's just found to be not the case. I mean, yeah, like, I know many people that, like, even when they're working in person at their office, they do not spend every moment of every day doing work related stuff. People are going to take little 10 minute breaks. They're going to check their private email. They're going to send a text message to their friends about planning their weekend. They're going to change their Spotify playlist. They're going to listen to podcasts and get zoned out. Yeah, and I mean, like- It's like, that's literally like, I would never chastise someone for doing that. You're going to get your work done, but it's like, so how can you expect to think that, you know, oh, well, if you work from home, you're not going to get as much done. People working in the office are not literally a robot, you know, cranking this stuff out every second of every day, you know, it's just, I just think it's unrealistic. And if you support, if you accept that, and then you support people in their quest to be a well-rounded human being, they will be more motivated to work harder for you. I literally believe that with my heart and soul. 
Totally. I am 100% with you on that. So now we're going to check in with some of your stories about working from home successes or failures or, you know, thoughts. thoughts about it. Um, and maybe some bosses that were unreasonable. Um, but we got some good stories for you guys. This one says, I'm a mental health counselor. My agency is state funded, so we were kind of in a weird limbo when shutdown happened. We could have stayed open, being considered quote unquote essential. But we would have lost some funding, so we shut down for three months. Everyone worked from home. However, no one was given any equipment to do therapy from home. We were told to use our personal phones, just dial star six seven to block our number, and do phone therapy only. As you can imagine, it was chaos and a total disservice to all our clients. After the shutdown rules lifted, the agency was like, oh, we could have been open the whole time, but we are cheap, so sorry, folks, and then began replacing our computers with laptops, gave us webcams for Zooms, and some people even got iPhones to have work-from-home compatibilities, capabilities. But then, still to this day, the agency never allows us to actually work from home as the CEO says it, quotes, quote, makes things tricky to track productivity. Like, what? So once 2021 settled in and things hadn't gotten better, I really considered leaving. I ended up getting promoted to a supervisor position, so I haven't left still. But every time I pass someone in admin in the hallways, I get angry. LOL. I just think the entire situation could have been handled better. I don't know. Anyway, thanks for reading my rant, she says. Uh, first of all, that's completely justified because, well, that's also a whole thing of, like, companies that didn't have any work from home before, like, they were also probably scrambling and a mess in handling it right and i'm sure you're not alone in that your company was a little bit of a shit show in that transition time yeah not that that excuses it um because like they definitely could have mitigated a lot of those things and like listened to the employees and everything and handled it better but again that's a whole thing of like uh, companies weren't didn't give their employees the equipment or ability to work from home that they needed to or like the support so that is a whole challenge, and I can understand why you would be frustrated. But I'm glad you got promoted. So Yeah. Good. This one says, I work for an accounting firm, so we were always considered essential, but there is no actual need for us to be in the office. In June 2020, they essentially forced everyone back to the office. That's so early. June 2020? That was like height of the pandemic. Mm -hmm. the office, then they said we were expected to return to the office and you only got out of it if you had an excuse or were high risk. They forced my friend to take vacation time because she said she wasn't comfortable coming into the office yet because she had to take the public bus. And then they fired her as soon as she got back. What the heck? A bunch of people quit. And in their exit interviews, they said one of the reasons, uh, They said it was one of the reasons. So they backed off and had all the managers message staff saying they only had to come in when they were comfortable. See, it takes it takes it like a drastic event for someone to do the right thing. You know what I mean? And also people need to like demand the changes that they deserve. Like it's not just going to be given to you. Like sometimes you have to fight for things and it might be uncomfortable, but it might be worth it in the end. So the rest of it says, then this year in May of 2021, someone got COVID after visiting our office and then they tried to blame him for visiting the office unnecessarily as if they hadn't been trying to force us back for the entire last year. Yeah. Oh, that sounds hella toxic. I hate that. This one says it's a little bit different and I think a lot of people will relate to this though. 
She says, hey, I'm so excited you guys are doing a work from home versus in-person episode. It's such an interesting topic. I wanted to reply to the question in the Instagram story, but I had too much to say. I personally started working from home at the start of the pandemic, and I hated the lack of socialization and the lack of structure in my daily routine. I have a chronic mental illness, and in-person work helps me not to isolate and helps keep my routine in life. Both of those factors are really important to me to keep my mental health in a state that's manageable. My experience certainly doesn't apply to everyone, but I just wanted to share my perspective because I haven't heard many people talk about work from home versus in person and how it can affect mental health in different ways for different people. Also, I love Fingers Crossed more than any other podcast and listen every week. Thanks for giving me something to look forward to every Tuesday. Oh, thank you so much for writing and that's so sweet. But yes, I I think that's a huge thing too. Like a lot of people might you know, the voices of demanding work from home might be louder and then you feel like a little bit uh, awkward saying saying that you actually want to be in person. But again, I think that just reiterates that like everyone has personal needs that should be accommodated in whatever way they can because not everyone, you know, wants to be at home all the time and not everyone wants to be in person all the time. Like that's why hybrid is so ideal and I can't believe it's taken a pandemic to get people to push for that you know or again at least having that conversation you know with your employees what do you need what works better for you how can we make a compromise people feeling heard and respected and supported literally is the most important thing in the world when it comes to like I think employee satisfaction for sure. Right. So this one is an interesting perspective because it talks about a remote healthcare perspective she says Hey, just a few random little thoughts strung together about working from home in healthcare. I think the concept of virtual healthcare is interesting. It makes sense that a lot of appointments were virtual at the height of the pandemic, but also many labs weren't run for patients, etc. as a consequence. I remember I had a virtual appointment at the beginning of the pandemic because I was having COVID symptoms. Of course, I wasn't able to get a COVID test through my provider, and I was diagnosed with an upper respiratory infection. It makes me wonder if the quality of care is decreased due to virtual appointments. Many patients did not go to preventative care appointments such as cancer screenings, so there have been more advanced stage cancer diagnoses during the pandemic. Of -hmm. course, these appointments can't be done virtually, so the patients just didn't receive their care. I work in a hospital, so I've never worked from home, but I can imagine treating patients from home would be much different than the hospital, and I wonder if health outcomes changed at all due to many providers working from home. I think that that's a really interesting perspective, and I think that it goes to show, like you said, that not everything does well from home. You know, I I do think that that is a risk. Um, I also know that, you know, obviously there were tons of people that had to have things delayed due to things being virtual, so... um, Yeah, that's really tough. I mean, I'm not an expert on that at all, so I can't really speak to it. I imagine that they would, if they thought it was severe enough, like they have to have you in person. So I don't know. But that sounds very tricky for like navigating that because I do know that they had to like a lot of patients got pushed aside because Mm -hmm. of COVID for other things. So that's hugely challenging. But Also talking about mental health and therapy, a lot of therapists and mental health providers are still only providing virtual care, which for a lot of people that need mental health support, that's not enough. Okay, so this one kind of echoes a lot of the things that we've said. I wish my job offered hybrid. My job can a thousand percent be done at home. I know I'm the type of person that would go crazy being home every day, but in the office, there is not 40 hours of work for me to do. Majority of my day is spent scrolling TikTok and Twitter, watching YouTube, and I only resort to that when my work is done above and beyond. It would be nice to have the flexibility to work from home for my family, take care of things, and better take care of myself than being strapped to an office from seven to four. Grateful for my job and proud of my work ethic, but corporate America has to do better. Yeah. Amen, sister. A lot of people feel your pain. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's for sure. 
This one's another quick perspective from a teacher. She said, yeah, I'm a teacher. We had to come to school every day. We were not allowed to work from home unless we had active COVID symptoms, and we were still to work if we were at home with COVID. There were no students on campus at all, but we were not allowed to leave our classroom. This meant eight hours a day alone in my classroom, eating lunch alone, no socializing at school. It was stupid. Yeah, that's what doesn't make sense. What? If, like, the other teachers wouldn't, you don't interact with them anyway. Like, they're not even going to know if you were to do a whole day at home. You know, like if that's the case, if you wouldn't be missed in the office, why are you there? Like literally you had to come into school to be locked alone in your classroom for eight hours teaching. I mean, Mm -hmm. what? I don't know. I just, there's just a lot of crazy things. Anyway, a lot of these stories people wrote in were just like kind of complaining about their experiences. But I think that's just, again, showing that (laughs) this is something that needs to be sorted. Like people have got to figure this out. Otherwise, everyone's just going to have a mass exodus. And as we talked about in the Great Resignation, I think feeling like your needs are not valued or cared about is is causing people to pushing leave. People away, yeah, it's yeah. pushing people away and they're going to be drawn towards those companies that are willing to make accommodation. Right. As they should because it's about damn time. Anyway, uh we hope you guys enjoyed this episode. It was definitely therapeutic for me to like talk about this and like get other perspectives on it too because it's very easy to get in your own kind of like tunnel vision of like this is what I want. I'm frustrated I don't have this. Like grass is always greener, but I think it's good to like look at the whole picture and just be self-aware of like what works best for you and what you're willing to accept or not with a job and how you could better like ask for things that you need or maybe like I, I honestly think like now's the time like we talked about in our great resignation episode like workers have a lot of power right now. Yeah. So, absolutely. Um not to get all workers of the world unite on you, but I do or think do, or that, do. like <laughs> but I do think it is the time to like get together with your coworkers if you both have a common grievance and talk about it and negotiate with your management and like try and see if there's somewhere that you could get with them if you a lot of people feel the same way. I think it's important to raise your voice and like let them know that you are unhappy with something. Right. The worst they could say is no. You know, if it's too much that you can't get past it, you can leave, you can try and find another job because there is more flexible options. Like there, you have so much more access in a lot of ways to jobs that you didn't in the past. So yeah, um, again, it's easier said than done, but I think like it does take small steps to like get together with people, make a list of what you want and have conversations at least to make, you know, people aware because you can always gripe in silence, but if they don't know that you're, if you're not actually making yourself heard and trying to have a conversation, like nothing's going to change. So I I think it's worth at least bringing up. Yeah, absolutely. And thank you so much to everyone who wrote in and shared your thoughts and opinions with us. You guys were... You just sounded British for a second. Oh, sorry. Thank you so much. (laughs) Uh, We really appreciate your guys' feedback as always. And you all had so much to say on this. We got so many DMs and responses. We didn't get a chance to read all of them just because we didn't have time. But we appreciate you guys so much. And we did read every single one of them. Even if we don't ever like read them all out loud on the podcast, we do read through everything you guys send us. So thanks so much for your input, your voices. And we love you guys so much. And I hope you're having an amazing day. And we will see you next week. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Fingers Cross Pod. And if you're enjoying the show, you can rate us five stars on Apple Podcasts and leave us a review. And without further ado, oh, that rhymed. Until then, keep your fingers crossed. See you guys next week. Bye.